we're back. Welcome we're back. back. Oh. Hello. How's everybody doing on this fine middle of the week evening? I am dreading this this cemetery thing. Mm -hmm. I did not. I don't like how this is going. The odd scheduling of the session prepares me to be, you know, confused and off kilter for the game. Uh, It does feel a little off. You know, we're so used to having this. um, you know, weekend schedule and then to do a midweek episode and then to have right. it be in a creepy place, just, it does feel a little off. So yeah. last time we did this, somebody put on a cursed cloak. So, you know, it doesn't uh, hold well. That is a, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm. Plus Look I'm to your up. right, Ted, when you say that, so I can see you looking at that. <laughs> it's different on my screen. That's, so okay. I'd have to look down on my screen. <laughs> He seems pretty pleased with himself for just putting the cloak on. I'll, I'll be honest. So oh, yeah. we'll find out. High risk reward, right? We'll see. That's yeah. right. That's that's a good point. We yeah. don't know. It might be kind of beneficial. On the edge, the gambler turning uh, into were a rat. It's it's stylish though, right? right? It is stylish. I was a little jealous at first, and then he said curse, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Dodged cloak, a bullet there. A cloak wear rat. That's what we're about to run into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting if you guys uh, figure out what that is. Uh, have the description sitting right here. Yeah. He's going to infiltrate so eager. the rats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's going to yeah, look good when he's doing it. That's the main thing. So welcome, everybody, to episode 18. And uh, 18? No, it's, mm-hmm. I, I, I thought it's 17. Was it 17? Um, 17, I thought was... No, it's 18. It's 18? 17 was on, yeah. 18. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Someone left count. We I'm end, we end on an even. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, oh, yeah, so it would be... Yeah, it would be odd, because we're in the, the middle of a set, so... Right? Uh, no, no. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, we are. We end on No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mark this as And this yeah. is how the group broke up. Ah, this we're is done. the beginning. Nope, this is. It's odd. It's even. I'm going to mark this as not my problem. <laughs> I, I got it numbered uh, in the here. journal here. I, I have it numbered in my journal, oh, too. Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah, Gregar's the only journal, one. So yeah. You guys can argue. Let's go <laughs> in the middle of the street and have a. I don't want to ruin anything with the, the dates that I have written in here, but last one was episode 17. This is episode 18. That's what I have in my notes. Oh, yeah. God dang it. You're right. You're oh. right. <laughs> don't worry. It happens to most men. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh it's a gendered thing. Okay. It is. <laughs> that just happened. Yeah, we went there. We went there. We know who's running this show, and uh-huh. uh, it's not... Not Alar. <laughs> I'm out. That's uh, that was that was a loot too far, Jerry. One loot, loot far. string too far. Uh, well, we are on episode eighteen, um, and uh, you guys are in a cemetery. And uh, I'm going to take a minute just to say thank you to all of our listeners and supporters out there. Uh, everybody who uh, gives us money through Patreon, how awesome are you people? You make all of this possible. If you want to so join awesome. that elite yeah. group of supporters on Patreon, you certainly can. 
And you can do that by going to our website, DungeonPatrol.com, and clicking on the Patreon button, or go to Patreon.com slash Dungeon Patrol. It's just that easy. Sign your life away. Give us a couple bucks. Or not. Or just keep listening. We're, we're doing pretty well. We've got, we've got supporters, and uh, money's coming in, paying the bills, and yeah. I just found out that our podcast hosting service was bought out today so i don't know what that's going to mean for us but uh hopefully it means lots of new features and (laughs) everything (laughs) always a good thing jerry (laughs) (laughs) right yeah i received a very cryptic note saying that we were just purchased by the sirius xm pandora family and oh my oh interesting that sounds impressive it does so we can say that we're on sirius xm (laughs) I, I could say it before, to be honest. Is. I just, yeah, it wasn't true, so I avoided it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't think that's going to change anything for us, but it was just kind of, uh, you know, random news that I'm passing along in the podcast for no good reason. So before I ramble on anymore, Alar, could you give us a recap? The red-hot Alar Peppers cleared the prison of its school infestation and found the tunnel to High Cobble, only to find a cemetery cloaked in an eerie fog. What spooky things await them as they seek the spy and a cure for their friend's curse? I mean, curses. Find out on tonight's episode of Dungeon Patrol. After uh, Dark. <laughs> after Dark. Nice. Is. And nicely done part. again. Another evening episode. Again, it's kind of like uh, my head's not all there after seven, you know, because it's nappy time for me. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so it could be an interesting episode. I laughed so hard the last episode. Remember, I started to sweat from laughter. I I didn't know that was a thing, but it happened. Talk to your doctor, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) There could be some medical thing going on there. (laughs) Yeah. Might have to adjust my medications a bit. no, uh, it was it was a fun episode. So uh, just doing things a little uh, out of sequence uh, on a different day uh, made us a little goofy. So let's see if we can have a repeat of that, or maybe yeah. I don't know. I thought I thought this should be a very special episode. I think we should make this really serious and you know really serious yeah. after school special. I've actually yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's going to be a lesson at the end of this. Um, you young ones don't know what you're missing. After school specials, uh, they're the best. That's where I learned almost everything. So I'm I'm pretty sure Alar has a lot of lessons he could learn. He he would be the the protagonist of most of the after school specials. <laughs> the, your moral compass was created at after school specials, huh, Jerry? Uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah. That explains a lot. <laughs> I I watched this uh, program where it, they they were talking about uh, um, the say no to just say no to drugs campaign and everything, Nancy. And I'm like, wow, that you know, I know people. Uh, rag on it now but it worked for me because I just I was just like nope Uh, every time I was in a situation where I even thought somebody was even thinking about drugs I was like nope I'm out of here and I took off and uh, so whatever that did I don't know if it was subliminal or I just uh, really admired Nancy Reagan I don't know but it worked huh (laughs) 
no comment from the rest. I'm and guessing, here we are. I, I, I'm guessing it wasn't anyway, as effective. Anyway, back to the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right, kids. Just say no. Uh, and here we are. You are in a cemetery. And I believe Kragar had just tried to stealth and he rolled like a... What was it like a ten or something? Ten. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were all good, and you were bad. Yeah, we were fine. Yeah. So, and then so are, there, are there tombstones, headstones here? Uh, yeah, you have found some really crude uh, headstones uh, as you're walking along. Kind of more found them with your shins as you're bumping into things. Uh, some very stunted, ugly trees. Um, it, it's obviously not a very well kept cemetery. Not a place that you would go and hang out or have a picnic at or anything. It's just very disturbing all around. And the fog and the darkness is not helping. Huh. All right. So, I would like to uh, I would like to move up behind a headstone and take cover. Okay. So you're gonna move up behind a headstone. They're not very high. Again, they're very crude, very whatever, but you definitely can. And I'll say you you get half cover if you're Squatting down. And then, uh, yeah, I'll call out. Parlay, you there <laughs> with the light. Okay. Um, I'm going to have you guys roll some initiative right now. Yeah. Oh. Goody. Good job, Craigar. Yeah, I tried really, it wasn't his fault. Uh, oh, whose fault was it then? So he can blame Yeah, we want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's probably my fault, to be honest. So, uh, as you are calling out into the darkness, Kragar, um, all of a sudden you hear a sound behind you, and it's almost like a you know, like something passed by really quickly, and uh, you just heard the wind, um, and you whip around and you see the light, and it's circling back and coming. Right for you. Right. Uh, at a very high rate of speed. You're a little bit thrown off by it. So, and what did we get for initiative? We're not on the turn order yet. Oh, you're not? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, you guys don't I don't see, see a something? map either. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the first problem. Uh, that's what happens when it's... We're still in the prison there. Uh-huh, there we go. There. Okay. Hopefully it looks sufficiently creepy. That is creepy. Should we share it with uh, yep. Zoom viewers? And... Looks like Triss has a 17, Kragar has a 13, Alar has a 9. Alar! And. Oh, man. I'll let you be the warm up. Thank you. Oh. So. Anybody, anybody sharing, or do you want me to do that? Oh, yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, looks like. As I rearrange the turn order here, we have uh, Brokos first. Yep. Brokos, look out. (laughs) Duck, Brokos. Uh, You hear the sound too, Brokos, as this uh, light circles back 
and mm-hmm. uh, looks like it's making a beeline right towards Kragar. Okay. Well, I will cast bark skin on myself and turn myself into a dire wolf. Into a dire wolf. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Awesome. I get to howl at the moon. I like it. Okay. So I'm a large creature. I will make you larger. There you go. And I'm just kind of wondering, um, do I sense anything or, um, is there anything in, in, like, I see this light, right? Yes. Or not? Yes, okay. you do. And where do I see it? Can you kind of... Uh, okay. It's only about... Below me. Yeah. It kind of circled around, buzzed the front of you, circled around, and now is behind uh, Kragar. Okay. Well, I'm going to... Yeah. Need a bigger map, Jerry. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't know if I can't really. Don't know if I can get. There you go. I'm just gonna move everyone up here. There you go. Okay. Okay. So I'm within five feet. I'm gonna run over to it. What do I see? You see, um, basically a glowing orb. Um, uh, you know, it's hard to tell exactly what size it is, but it's yeah. It looks fairly small, but it's putting off some light about 10 feet uh, in diameter right now. That same glowing kind of yellow, orangish light. And so it's hard to tell the exact size or what it looks like, um, but it seems to be hovering above the ground. All right. Well, I'm going to just, not knowingly, I'm going to snap at it. Well. Bite at it. Bite it. Yep. Why not, right? Yeah. You're in dire wolf form. That's what you do, yeah. right? That's right. Uh, that's going to be a 14 to chomp at. And that will miss it. Ow. It uh, just kind of dodges out of the way. Very imperceptible sort of movement. I suppose I have an ally within five feet of me, isn't it? Uh, yeah. You do. Uh, then I get advantage because I'm... A dire wolf. So that would sorry because anybody within five feet of me, I get I get pack tactics. Nice. So um, that is a twenty four. Uh, that will be a hit, and that will be eleven points of piercing damage. I'm guessing it can't be knocked prone. So uh, correct. I'll. S- nap at the light with my gnarly teeth. Nice. So you, that's that you manage to, you jump at it, lunge at it, uh, mouth wide open, uh, take a big bite and you manage to connect with something. And it's kind of this squishy glob of something in your teeth and it tears away, uh, very quickly, but you obviously did some damage and it's the creature, the thing is going to respond to you by attacking Kragar. 
interesting <laughs> tactics there. I don't there. said hello. He did it. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Uh, so that is a 15. Is that right yeah. on the money again? Right on the money. Oh, my gosh. Too bad that cloak didn't do anything for you. Mm. <laughs> that you know of. Right? I have to see what this thing even does. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be, uh, let's see, 2d8. Ooh. Um, so that is 10. Ouch. Uh, yeah, that hurts. Lightning damage to you, Craig. Ah! What? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. All right. That really hurt. Um, and now, Tris, you're up. Uh, okay. So it is, it's hasn't moved from that spot? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. So then I would have advantage? Yes. Because mm-hmm. you're okay. across from and, yep. uh, Brokos. I always forget okay. Brokos is there because he's so big. I don't know what, what the deal is with that, but okay. Well, I um, got options. I know. I'm just gonna attack. I'm just gonna see what happens this first time. Just gonna Mm -hmm. just gonna roll and try and hit it. All right. Uh that is a twenty. That is a hit. Okay. So Uh, for seven damage. Wow, okay. And then I'm going to do my um, second hand. All right. And that is also a 20. Hey, cool. And that is five damage. Five more damage. All right. So you managed to connect and, you know, again, so hard to tell where this thing is at. It moves so quickly. The light is so bright as you're staring at it. Um, But you definitely feel resistance as you swing your sword and feels like you connected both times. And uh, so you're fairly certain you did some damage to whatever this is. And Kragar, your turn. Payback time. Yeah, payback. Little sidestep there to get advantage also with Mr. Brokos. Nice. I tried to be friendly. <laughs> and that will be an 18 to hit. Uh, that is not a hit. Wow. Yeah. Okay, then I will attack again with my short sword. And I really don't like you now. <laughs> that will be a... Wait, also an 18 to hit. Okay. Both misses. Notice that the person with the brightest cape, a uh, cloak on, got attacked. <laughs> I'm saying. Just like, it's attracting things. I, I don't know what's going on with that cloak. Uh, Alar, you're up. So you've seen some mixed results here. Um, uh, some of your uh, comrades have managed to connect, some, some not. So, Brokos, uh, what is the disengagement rule again? Uh, with you, you would just be uh, be an action. 
So I'd have to use an action to do that, not yes. my move. Correct. Okay. The only person who can use a bonus action would be Don because he's a rogue. Okay. Okay. Well, I will unshoulder my my mandolin and strum a jaunty tune to invigorate my allies and grant them each an inspiration die. You are welcome. D6. D6. Very nice. Wait, what does the inspiration die do? You can apply to any D20 roll. Any D20 Um, roll, okay. Yep. Do I have to decide before I roll, or do I just... Um, No, you can add it after you see the roll, but before you know the outcome. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very handy, very powerful. You're kind of, uh, you know, coming in coming in handy every once in a while, Alar. I like it. I'm feeling really inspired, by the way. <laughs> uh, back I know. to you, Brokos. I know, Tris. Chop again. Um, none, none, none of my attacks, my one attack hits. I rolled advantage and that was done. None of my one attacks. <laughs> None of my one attacks. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm a wolf. I try to, you know, <laughs> it's, one it's attack. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, so it is going to um, suddenly blink out of existence. Uh, no. You can't do that, Jerry. That's not fair. Um, and so you don't know. Um, but it's moving away at a high rate of speed. And all of a sudden, you see another one appear. Is it casting any sound? Um, probably would at the rate of speed it's going. You probably would hear something. I believe I have a keen hearing so yeah, go for it. Pose that as perhaps maybe an idea what direction it was going. Yeah. Um. Three. Uh, sixteen. Uh, that would be a miss. So you uh, heard it, uh, maybe even felt it as it started to move away from you. Um, you took a snap at it and just just missed. No, I mean um, it was not attack. I just wanted to hear if what like if I could hear it like going in direct certain direction. Oh, I thought you not, were doing, not, uh, not attack opportunity. Okay, um, yeah, you know that it went north from you. I'll point my muzzle that way and sniff the air. Sniff the air. Okay. So meanwhile, this other one has moved up towards you, uh, coming very quickly, and it's Triss's turn. And I can see this other one? Uh, yep. All right. Well, I will. Oops. That is a problem I have. All right. I'm going to move up to it. And I am going to use a superiority die um, to do a fainting attack, which means I get advantage. And then I get to add that die. So I'm going to roll to hit. All right, so I'm going to use my inspiration die. <laughs> nice. To bring it to a 20. Nice. Does it hit? <laughs> to a 20? Yeah, yes, that does okay. hit. Metagaming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Just let it happen. That's right. (laughs) This is this is this is quite lovely. Um, Yes. So that is uh, fourteen, fifteen. That's sixteen damage. Nice. Sixteen damage. Yes. Wow. That is. Smokes. Yeah. That's a that's a nice hit. That was a very nice hit. Okay. So are you doing any other attacks or is that all, you, all you've got? I can still do a bonus attack. So I'm going to go ahead and try and hit with the other one. I don't have advantage now, though. Yep. And so, no, that's a nine. So I miss. Okay. Uh, still a nice bit of damage there. Kragar, you are up. You're still reeling from uh, uh, the attack. Yeah. All, all the hair on my body's like standing <laughs> on it. Singed. Uh, Little healing would be appreciated as I run. Got to be very, very fuzzy at this point. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> so I circle around to get advantage with my compatriot Triss. Nice. Take that, you ball of light! Welcome to the darkness. <laughs> but if you, so I assume a seventeen does not hit. Uh, no, it does not. Oh, wait, wait, but I can use that, that thingy. That's too late. You already know it's we not going to hit. We already knew it wasn't going to hit, though. But <sighs> you have to at least pretend. <laughs> well, but 17, that's left. awfully close. I better roll that inspiration die. <laughs> well, I, hit, I, I rolled 18 twice last time. It didn't hit. <sighs> I would say take a chance with that D6 and see where it lands you. I want to use my D6. Uh, so that would put it up to a 21. Oh. I rolled a four. That that would be a hit. It's an inspiration dice, not a downer dice. So you know. <laughs> no, You're so glum about it. You're welcome, Don. I'm so excited. Come <laughs> on, <Come on>, Kragar. <laughs> uh, Let me bit, into your ears. Enter our heart. So bad. Quit playing the cure, Alar. <laughs> so I got 10 damage on the first one. Why, why is that bad? Because I rolled a two, a two, and a three on my dice. <laughs> okay. Could have been better. And then my bonus attack, um, 18 on the die will be a 23. That is a hit. You're really a glass half empty kind of guy tonight. <laughs> For five damage. <laughs> all right. I'm I'm sorry that I helped you roll all this damage <laughs> dice, man. That's I'll try not to do that uh, in the future. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> all right, I gotta warm these dice up. No love for Alar and all of his hard work tonight. Oh, I uh, appreciated it. It <laughs> worked out for me. That's yeah. right. Uh, your turn, Alar. Okay. Well, I think just for funsies, I'm going to move up and try my hand at poking this thing. Nice. And that would be a nat 20. Wow. Yeah. It's on a roll. So that's super fun. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. So we're looking at D8 plus three. And I roll uh, two D8s, is that right? Uh, yep. Okay. So that'd be uh, 11 points with that. And then with my offhand dagger, I do not hit. Unless I roll my inspiration dice. And I get a 21 with that one. Wow. Whoops. And I score another four points of damage on the ball of glowing luminescence. Ah, so as you swing your one last shot at this thing, this ball of light, your blade, you feel it catch on something in the middle of this glowing sphere. And as your arm swings through and fully extends uh, past this whatever it was, it blinks out of existence. And We are the champions, my friends. <laughs> and you see a glob about like a basketball size glob hit the ground and kind of, you know, with a squishy splat. Nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> All right. Brokos. Well, I assume that I kind of knew where that one was. Do I know this is a different one? Uh, yes, you would. Okay. I, I think no. Yeah. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm Broco stupid, not Wolf stupid right now. So <laughs> I still get to keep that intelligence. So I am going to start running this way because I can run 50 feet because I'm fast. Wow. Um, so I'm just going to kind of start running towards this way and chasing after where I thought it would, was going. We've keeping my perception, my ear, my keen hearing with my, see if I can hear anything. If I don't hear anything, then I will stop as far as I can go. Cause that's okay. where it went. Direction where it went, right? You, uh, right about here. Yeah. You hear a noise ahead of you, uh, kind of where in that direction of that bridge that you see on your map. So right here. Oh, that's a bridge. Gotcha. Yep. So I'm, so, that's where I am next to it, right? Yeah, when you are here, when you are where the the little circle is on the map, uh, it's not showing up for you. I thought it was. Um, but anyway, just uh, 10 feet south of that bridge, that's where you first hear a noise up ahead coming from the direction of the bridge. Okay. Does so, that make sense? Yeah, but, I mean, if I don't see anything, though. So I'm just going to run towards it. That's, I mean, that's all the best I can do. And, you know, I'll maybe poke my ears up, try to hear anything more detailed. Oh. That, that'll be my turn. I mean, otherwise. Okay. Um, you do hear it kind of, uh, again, in the direction of the bridge, uh, which would be now kind of to your left. Right here. Yep. You see that for me? Yep, I did. Um, I'm just going to turn that way and start growling. Okay. That's, that's my turn. So, Jerry? Yeah, uh, I completely disagree with this rule because, of course, I should be able to inspire myself. I do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> but the rules technically say no. that I do not get an inspiration dice myself. Oh, oh. so you know, I was going to ask that question, yeah. but then you yeah. so confidently rolled. <laughs> <laughs> I, I double checked. Okay. Wow, 
An honest bard. That's unusual. (laughs) This is a new one. I don't know how to handle this situation, actually. Uh, No, that's uh, that's good. So I miss. To be honest, it was uh, very close to being uh, dead anyway. So we'll obviously I got it with a dagger, but yeah, we'll we'll just say that you did nick it just enough to drop it. You're so generous. Well, he'll make you pay back later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll gotta balance out here. There's, there's no justice in this universe that I've created. Yeah. So guaranteed to pay in blood. <laughs> so well, uh, not with you around, you'll pick up all the cursed items he leaves for me. So it's fine. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so suddenly, Brokos, uh, yeah. it appears right in front of you. You're snarling at the right place, and this light blinks into existence and kind of momentarily blinds you. And it is going to attack you. And that is only going to be a seven. So I'm guessing that does not hit. That misses. Um, I'm wondering what it would do. I think it would probably stick on you. Driven by some unknown compulsion. Triss. So just as Alar comes in, downs the one in front of you, you see a light off to your left. And you can now see the giant direwolf form of your compatriot Brokos uh, right next to this other source of light. So Triss will run towards the light. <laughs> we all are. Right. <laughs> all going towards the light eventually. All going towards the light. All right. Um, I will expend another superiority die. Nice. Um, to do the, the same one. Um, a fainting attack? Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fainting awesome. attack. All right. And, ooh. Oh, no, that's okay. That's a 21. That would be a hit. And, four, ooh, 12, 15, 14, 14 damage. Wow. Nice. Okay. And then I will roll for my second hand attack and that's a one. <laughs> okay. Well, that, uh, I don't know what that, what that gives you, but that, those attacks really, really hurt. Um, Kragar, you are up. You see Triss go running off towards this light. Brokos is already there. I circle around. Back to the darkness. <laughs> Not on that hit. <laughs> Maybe out of breath from all that running. There we go. 24. That is a hit. Come on. Uh, 18 damage. 18? 18 damage. Sneak attack. Wow. <laughs> Got some crazy. higher numbers that time. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So you, uh, your mighty uh, slash actually splits the creature in two and there are two wet thuds as it hits the ground and the light goes out and it is also no more. I told you I would take you to shadow. (laughs) Is it dark out? Uh, It is dark out, yeah. You can still see light over the horizon, but you're kind of in this little valley. 
So I'm going to kneel and kind of just poke at the goo. So are we out of combat then? Yeah, you are out okay. of combat. Yes, I want to examine the light creature then. Um, it is, uh, looks to be some kind of, you know, creature made of goo. Uh, do, does, do any of us know what it is? Uh, you could roll. What could we roll? Um, I would say history or nature. Okay. Ooh, there's a natty 20. Wow. Knowledge roll. I got a six, so I don't know what it is. Okay. I, mean, I have no bonus to that unless it's no, I have no bonus to that no matter what. <laughs> uh so it is a will-o'-wisp. Uh, I've heard of these things. Yeah. Will-o'-the-wisps. They lure travelers into the dark. They do. They try to lure you away off the path, off into places where you shouldn't be a uh, tiny, undead, evil creature. Um kind of like a ball of some kind of protoplasm driven by some unknown need and desire that you can't fathom um, can be very deadly under the right circumstances, but fortunately mm. not for the four of you. Not tonight. No, I possess <laughs> the same need and inclination I know all about. <laughs> Uh, and what I know is the goo valuable as a commodity to some, you know, wizardly component or alchemical component that perhaps we could sell somewhere. Uh, yeah, I will uh, look that up. Um, I thought that it was. Um, but again, um, I didn't put it in my notes. Um, wicked little entities. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't see anything on this, but you could well, definitely pick some up. Yeah, I'll pull out a, I don't know, pull out a container or something and s- scoop up the remains and seal it up and toss it into my, my bag. Krigar, is that necessary? <laughs> Trophies. Who knows? Might be worth something. Is there a um good we must not linger. We have a spy to catch. <laughs> All right. Uh so you've captured some of this uh creature's uh um uh body uh in a vial and put it in your pack and you're still in this foggy place, this boggy cemetery. Um you guys are going to Wander off, pick a direction. Well, is there somewhere that I can like try and get above the fog and look around and get my bearings? Uh, yeah, actually, there is a tree. Um, uh, well, there are trees on your left, on your right. Um, there's a little hill kind of uh, south um, west of you. You could try to climb on top of that. I'll start with the nearby tree. Okay. Uh, roll me an athletics check. There's a, a ravine or that's over, this bridge is over? Is that what's this bridge is over? Uh, yeah, like a little pool. Okay. 17. Okay. So you scramble up the tree 
and you get uh, pretty close to the top. It's not a um, very healthy tree, not particularly tall, but as you get higher, you do notice that the fog is not as thick up above. And you believe if you went straight east from here, you would probably, uh, it looks like the ground raises up and maybe you'd be able to get out of the fog completely. Okay. I will suggest that to my companions. All right. So are you guys walking in that direction? East it is. East it is. I like it. Um, Let's see. So you catch your breath after that surprising uh, fight, and you try your best to set off. And then I'm not winded, Cherry. (laughs) Okay, I do breathing exercises every morning. (laughs) Uh, All I did was sing and (laughs) yoga. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You try your best to set off in an easterly direction. Eventually, you notice the fog does start to thin, and the ground begins to slope sharply upward. Eventually, you come to a short ridge, and you scramble up the last few feet and emerge next to a short stone fence. On the other side, you see a hundred feet of rocky terrain split by a narrow cart path that crosses the fence boundary just yards to your right. Gregor, did you know this was in our city this whole time? Um... Why is it in our city? <laughs> what is what is this place? This is I, crazy. I tend to shy away from the religious districts. <laughs> probably a good reason for that. So, um, can I? Uh, I would like to to sniff the air and see if I, with my keen smell, can I smell anything alive besides um, Krager? <laughs> you you do smell the scents of the city, some burning wood, um, you know, food being cooked, or you know, maybe it's past tense. Maybe the the lingering scent of food that has been cooked, uh, the scent of many bodies packed together, homes, hay, horses, all that sort of thing. So you think this is the right direction i'm so i'm looking at the map here and i think it's there's probably this big open area between high cobble and the Dreadgate area Mm -hmm. that's where we're at yeah it's uh not it's sort of the border of high cobble and the really poor district the down bottom area and um so it's kind of the unofficial boundary between those two places. So the fence runs, what, north-south or east-west? East, Which way is it running? Um, is the fence separating? The fence would be running uh, roughly north-south. And the road is more or less, it meanders a bit, but it looks like it's heading um, sort of uh, southeast generally. Is this like the, but you said described it as a, not a, it's a major, not a major thoroughfare. It's like a dirt road. Yeah. It's like a path. I'm going to jump over the short wall and start walking and start to 
heading towards the path. Okay. Rhaegar, don't overthink it. <laughs> well, the cartographers have not been kind to High Cobble. <laughs> right. I was wondering, should we follow the the wall to the main road or take our chances on this path and see where it leads? Uh, that's a good question. That's why um, I asked it. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to try to pick up. A, I'm just going to try to you know pick up if there's a scent like if this is is this well traveled path or not. You know, uh, it looks like a very rutted path, like it's been traveled many many times before, um, but just not. It's not well maintained. You, okay. Your best guess, I, I would say that you would be able to uh, surmise that this is probably where you know the poor folks. Um, you know, or the you know bodies would be brought from the temple district down here, down this cart path, and and buried in the cemetery, cemetery. from you know the normal way, not in a sneaky underground tunnel from a prison way. So, gotcha. All right. I'm just gonna look back at my compatriots there. I will join my furry friend Brokos. Okay, so you're following the path just to make sure. Okay. Yes, we follow you, the path. Uh, follow the path. <laughs> you should avoid violence, though, as I'm feeling st- somewhat injured. Oh yeah, we Is forgot there about a you. potion that you can. Yeah, drink? I'll I'll cough up one of the potions. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. is that how that works? <laughs> no, no, it's not. I can actually have like a collar or something to band on me that I would have stuff that could be brought to me, but it's all. A, I'm just a direwolf. Anything yeah. that I have on me, it's, is, it's not part of me. It's somewhere I mean, it's next to your me, kidneys. Not, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Just a dire wolf, guys. How are you math? And I can't cast spells when I'm in beast form. Uh, just bite things. Um, Note to okay. self, perhaps we should carry the potions. Yeah, right. I was thinking <laughs> yeah, of that. That's a after. really good point. <laughs> the first time you got hit, I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, from now on, I'm wearing the potion belt, man. Sorry. Am I the <laughs> only not... spell? Am I the only healer? Yeah. Welcome to episode 18. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you had any healing or, or not, Baylor. Uh, potions. Uh, I don't think I took anything healing because I was uh, leaning on you. Yeah. So I, I had faith in you. I do have a potion of healing on my inventory sheet from a long time ago. Yeah. I don't think you guys have used any potions so, that I can recall. Not lately, I will, anyway. I will hand that over to Kragar and remove it now from my inventory sheet. All right. I thank you, Triss. And then I will drink it. So he's drinking drinking up. and That will look like a dog that's just been scolded. Well, that puppy eyes. Me, what, um, I uh, should be 11. Or, uh, it's 1d4 plus 3 or plus 2. 2d4 plus 3? 2d4 plus 3. Something. It depends on how good the potion yeah. is, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the base base model. Um, so, uh, 11? Yes. Yeah, that's what I gave you, and I think that puts you at full. So oh, Much better. You are back and feeling like great. yet again, Fregar. <laughs> Put it on my bill. Um... So you guys follow the path away from Beggar's yeah, Speaking rest. of which, how are we going to pay for his uncursings? That's a good question. Yeah. He's got question. that bag of goblets and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah got so some hardtack, too. 
Or perhaps uh, they yeah. will have some services that we can provide. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be a uh, barter. It's a barter exactly. economy. That's what you do well, right? Yeah, so I've got the bag. Anar? I've got the bag of loot. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, Elar's going to be play, have to play uh, mandolin during the worship service for like what week, four weeks in a row. That's yeah. your payoff. Could always sell them this magical cloak too. That would mean you would have an audience. Anyone. I would update their hymns just a little bit. <laughs> so, just to modernize them a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like these lyrics, so I changed them. Yeah, I, I like, think you'll appreciate it. It's like Dylan playing electric guitar the first time. I don't know if that's going to go well with the, the audience. <laughs> okay, so you follow the path from Baker's Rest, and it proceeds up to what you believe is the area known as Hermit's Hill. You know that heading in this direction should eventually bring you to the Temple Way, which is the district's main thoroughfare. And this is also the area that our friend suspects the spy is shining its light. You believe it's very close. It might We're be trying to get to Sears Alley. Sears Alley. Sears Alley. I, think I took notes. Yeah, you did take good notes. That's like all I wrote. So I imagine you... <laughs> <laughs> but you don't say that. You just... Amazing. <laughs> Uh, so I'm imagining you guys are trying to stick to the smaller roads to get where you're going and trying to be sneaky still, if that's not the case. Yes, no, that yes. sounds Whatever. Very- why, why do we need to be sneaky? Yeah, you, you don't know. I mean, you could blend in. I, I, I favor stealth whenever possible. So. Okay. So sticking to the alleys and smaller roadways. You're really cramping my style here. <laughs> he needs to build an audience. You managed <laughs> to arrive at the Northern Temple Way, which uh, the road kind of splits and does a big loop uh, through, the, through this uh, part of the city. Uh, you're preparing to cross this broad, open stretch of road when you hear a noise. It sounds like someone shouting an order. And as you listen, you f- think you can hear like metallic clanging. Um, and to you, it sounds like heavily armored soldiers. What are you going to do? Hide. Hide. Yeah, we're going to run off to the side of the path. Yep. Okay. So. Uh, building or where, where is there? To, what's we'll on just the side uh, have you roll stealth. There, there are plenty of small buildings and things that you could uh, tuck yourself behind. 22. Yep, I got 22 as well. Wow. 16. 16. 10. 10. Okay. Um, so you guys... That tail. Managed- <laughs> keeps whipping around whipping. when you're agitated. <laughs> you uh, managed to hide yourself as best you can um, as this uh, sound quickly approaches up the, up the road. Uh, as you tuck yourselves back into the shadows, you see nearly two dozen troops marching in tight formation as they trudge their way up the hill. Mm. The loud, ostentatious display is obviously meant to deter would-be troublemakers. And you can see as they pass that they do look formidable. 
20 men and women in heavy plate armor, each carrying gleaming halberds and a tall green shield emblazoned with a gold fist holding balanced scales. After the noisy procession passes, you can now come out and decide whether you want to cross the street or not. Um, so yes, we question. know who's, who's the balance scales. Yeah, uh, why don't you and Triss, I think, would probably know. Um, I'll just say that you probably do know. There's no way you could have avoided these people in your time in the city. So it looked like the symbol uh, for a group. They're the Arbiters of Keltron. Keltron being the god of justice and honesty. So in a city that is very lacking in justice and honesty, the arbiters uh, sort of serve as uh, mediators, uh, proxies, deal makers. Um, you know, they, they hold funds in trust uh, when deals are being made and that sort of thing. Uh, very trustworthy, very honest. Also, uh, they um, dispense justice when they need to, mostly to followers of Keltron. Um, but occasionally they get recruited to do other work. And if it fits in with their Lord's wishes, they will, they will serve in that capacity. So not quite mercenaries, but... Yeah, like uh, freelance judges, basically. Freelance judges. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Kind of tied to uh, Keltron, tied to their temple, um, but also a fairly, you know, they're usually not in a group like this, so that's, that's what's odd. They're, they sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> they do. People you want to party with. Um, no, they sound like uh, sound like me. People who listen to Nancy Reagan, pretty much. <laughs> sound very paladin. <laughs> I heard. I mean, did you see what happened to Billy when you know <laughs> he went behind the gym? That ooh, no, that uh, was an after school special, right there. I, I'm guessing they're not big fans of Ilo. We should probably avoid them. Yeah. Um. So. You guys, do uh, you want to make a dash across? They are long past, and you can just barely hear them clanging up the street. Rhaegar, do you even bear a symbol of Ilo? I mean, it makes sense that he would be your patron, but... Yeah, he's in the heart. Uh, I mean, I, I had it on my original sheet, and then we were, you know, in the bucket room, so I don't know if I have one right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, <laughs> that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, tr- I'll, I'll gallop across the, the road. Okay, so you guys will say you uh, get across the road without any problems. Uh, having them pass by cleared out all of the other stragglers that were in the streets. Um, so you basically pass unseen. And um, so that was a good uh, side effect. Um, you arrive in a relatively quiet section of town filled with small curio shops that seem completely abandoned. One intersection beyond, um, uh, farther in, you see your first indication that you're getting close to Sears Alley. A small sign hangs over a darkened doorway that features a crudely painted crystal ball uh, surrounding an eye. A little more walking, and you suddenly realize that all the storefronts and doorways 
are nothing but diviners, fortune tellers, and mystics. I mean, did they all still look abandoned? Um, that's a good question. As you look around, you notice that only a few, <laughs> you have lots of good questions. I don't know why I keep saying that. All of your questions are good. Uh, I'm here to validate you tonight, Craigar. Thank, Thank you so much. <laughs> so all of the uh, surrounding bil- buildings on this block, there are only a few that have a second story that can, could conceivably see the dread gate and pass messages back and forth. Um, As you focus on those, you actually only notice one that has a light um, at all. There's a small lantern hanging outside of the door, and beneath the lantern is a sign. Uh, Well, let's creep over there quietly. I employ my basic use of reading. (laughs) Uh, Do I need to roll for that? You probably should. Um, It's really small. We'll sneak over there and read the sign. Okay. So you approach that building. As you get closer, you notice there's also like a uh, strange belfry kind of structure on top. Like maybe it used to be some sort of uh, temple at some, some point or a bell tower at the top. Um, so you walk up and you get close enough. I assume you're trying to be casual about it. Um, but you eventually see the sign, uh, in the glow of the lantern's light. And it says, Madame Tuvari, acolyte of ancient mysteries, fortunes told, lost items found. (laughs) We could find your holy symbol. <laughs> you left it in the bucket. And Brokos, uh, we could find your innocence. Oh. oh. <laughs> He's just going to whine pathetically. <laughs> All right, so you said this is like a two-story building with a belfry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like an, an additional structure sticking up. So it, it definitely seems like it could fit fit the bill. Mm-hmm. I could climb up and check it out. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. As you guys are planning and plotting, suddenly the louvered shutters on the belfry open with a loud clacking noise. A light appears and then disappears and then appears again in a seemingly random pattern. You can't see the dreadgate from here. But you know you must be at the right place. So uh, I would say, I mean, pretty much as soon as this starts to happen, I mean, we could just sneak in through the door. Mm-hmm. I'll check. I'll check the front door and see if it's locked. You do check the front door, and it is indeed locked. All right. Tell you what, this is probably the, the fastest way to do it. I'll just try to pick the lock. Okay. And I never know what to, I still can't remember what to add to this. I rolled a natty 20. There we go. Nice. <laughs> what do you, what still, you just had your decks. Yeah. It's your decks yeah. plus your, your proficiency. So it'd be yeah, plus super. two right now. So it's almost just like if you are dexterous, whatever you're, whatever you have, you have stealth. I don't know if you have extra there, but I usually just use like something that's dexterity, like, that I have the that I'm proficient in, I just so, add 20, that. You know. Twenty-seven. Uh, yeah. Um, 
you manage to easily pick the lock on the door. All right, come, let us intercept this spy, and I'll quietly open the door and peer inside. All right, so you look inside, and what you see is uh, sort of unexpected. It looks like a very homey, cozy sort of little um, cottage feel uh, inside, very comfortable, very lived in. Um, not like a den of, uh, spies or, uh, you know, anything, anything, uh, nothing that would give away that there's some nefarious activity going on here. Um, so they're a good spy. Could be. You, uh, managed to creep in. You see one candle, uh, flickering next to a stairway and, um, you can approach, uh, you imagine that they must be upstairs somewhere. Yes. Um, okay. Come, let's move quickly. And yeah, I'll just go moving up the stairs as, as stealthily as possible. All right. So you managed to make it up the stairs. The second floor looks more like a, um, you know, bed chamber and a couple of, uh, 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 like an office-y type place. Uh, not quite sure you know, could be a spare bedroom, could be, um, you know, just a storage room. Um, and then around that corner, uh, there's another short, there's a doorway and there's another short flight of stairs that you assume must go up to the roof. I make that assumption and go up to the roof again, stealthily. Stealthily. Okay. I want to make you roll your stealth this time since you're getting fairly close to the belfry. 26. Wow. You are on fire. And uh, so you managed to very quietly make your way up the narrow steps and you do emerge on the roof. Uh, there's a doorway and you, as you open it up, you can already feel like the cool night air coming in. So you know you're at the right place. You manage to swing it open ever so quietly and gently and off to your right, you see not even a door on it, but there is a little structure there. And you can see someone hunched over a lantern standing there. Uh, so they're hunched over a lantern. What details can I make of the figure? Um, Woman, human. You imagine by the size, it's either a uh, uh, very short uh, woman or, um, could be, I suppose, um, you know, obviously a half elf or elf even. Um, but they look weird, almost like they're just trying to disguise their, their size in some way. All right. So I will sneak up to them with my rapier and stab. Say, <laughs> um, with a gentle poke, say, Madam, I must insist you cease your messaging. Uh, and you hear a, like a startled shriek. Um, the lantern drops uh, out of this uh, person's hands and crashes to the floor and thankfully just goes out. That's uh, how we started the fire of High Cobble. <laughs> that's how we burned down High Cobble. Uh, next episode. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, she doesn't, she doesn't move other than the shriek, uh, doesn't move very quickly. 
And then you realize, uh, as she does finally kind of shuffle and sidestep around, you know, she turns and looks up at you, and you can see it's a very, very old half-elf woman, uh, all stooped over, shrunken shoulders. She's got a little shawl pulled over her, and she's got like a scarf on her head that holds back a few wispy strands of white hair that she has left. Her mouth is kind of wrinkled and shrunken into this perpetual look of astonishment. And she just kind of like takes you in and you can see her eyes are all kind of cloudy and she's looking at you very slowly, methodically going face to face. Like it's taken some time to register what's, what's happening. But as soon as she lays eyes on Alar, she, her, they open up and she looks even more surprised and astonished. And she goes, Joffrey, Joffrey, my boy, come give your gram-gram a big hug. <laughs> she lunges awkwardly towards Alar, and she stumbles a bit on the broken lantern below and catches herself in time, sort of falls into Alar's chest. And as she looks up, she kind of blinks a couple of times, and she realizes that you're not Joffrey. You're someone Aww. else. can see the look of disappointment on her face. I am sorry that I am not Joffrey, but I would be proud to call you Graham Graham. <laughs> oh, that's not necessary. You must be careful. What? What are you doing here, startling an old woman in her home? Well, I must say you've startled us with your flashing lights. It's gotten a lot of attention. Oh. You should be careful, dear. Yes, yes, that, that, uh, well, I was just out getting a bit of fresh air. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Please secure the prisoner. I'm going to check out this. <laughs> <belt thing. laughs> and I'm just going to turn and, and sheath my weapon and walk over to where she was standing to see if there's papers or anything over there. Um, you do see some paper uh, over there, some notes written, very large letters. Um, uh, so uh, a, a little stack of them. Um, basically, it looks like instructions. Um, you don't know exactly what it says, but it, it very clearly spells out, you know, at this time, go here, you know, flash the light, one short flash, you know, two long flashes, you know, it, it's all. So worst espionage asset ever. <laughs> all right. So I will, I will collect large all print spy notes that she doesn't get rid of. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. Come on. Uh, who's going to suspect a little. Who's going to suspect Graham Graham. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we should escort her downstairs. Okay. So she's, you know, she's talking to you the whole time, you know, and she's like, you know, thanking you for helping her, you know, get down the stairs. And, and then like, what is all this about anyway? You never did answer my questions about why you're here in my home. This is all quite unusual. 
It is, but I'm afraid what you've been up to with your lights, as I said, drew attention. We came to investigate that. I'm afraid you're caught up in something potentially dangerous. I, I don't know anything about it. This is Joffrey's thing. I, I'm... I, that's not Is it Joffrey true. that's been giving you the notes, Graham Graham? Yes, this Joffrey has told me what to do. He's a very busy boy. And how often does Joffrey come by? Well, I haven't seen him for a few days. He usually is here every day visiting oh, me. Oh, dear. I hope nothing's happened to him. I hope so, too. Perhaps um, we can go look for him for you and assure you that he's okay. Why Why would you do such a thing for me? I, I don't even know you. Well, we are the Red Hot Alar Peppers. <laughs> A local troop of troubadours who are bringing joy and music and harmony throughout this war-blighted city. And if we can help out a poor deer like yourself, well, that's just icing on the muffin, isn't it? Icing on the muffin. (laughs) While he's talking, I'm going to sort of scan around for anything unusual, interesting, valuable... Something that shouldn't be here. Uh, Something that shouldn't be there. Um, You know, you actually don't notice anything. Um, She's like, you you must be friends with Joffrey then if you're in in some kind of musical group. I know he tried his hand at being a bard Mm. once upon a time. Didn't work out so well. I told him to get a good job. But, you know, kids... (laughs) So tell me more about Joffrey. Well, that's why I, <laughs> I thought I thought I thought maybe this, you here were were my Joffrey. You look very much the same. Long, oh, he must be a handsome lad. Long blonde hair. Uh, always in good shape, uh, like you. Um, <laughs> And he dressed like a dandy. I always said he looked like a dandy. And so, I, you know, and he, he, he loved his colorful clothes. Sometimes he even borrowed some of my old dresses and, and reworked them into scarves and things. He, he was very fancy. But you said that he used to be in a band. What has he been doing now? Did he get that good job? Well, he's he's been... I guess, since you're friends of his, I, I guess I can tell you he's he's been working. I believe with someone that knows the Baron. Oh, really? That's very exciting for him, I'm sure. Oh yes, he was very excited about it. He he started running messages for them almost as soon as all this craziness happened in town here, and he's been back and forth, talking with all sorts of important people all throughout town. He usually stops by here, and I'm just supposed to write down the messages I get, hand them to him, and he takes them to someone else. And I guess that person knows what the messages mean. Do you know who who he takes the messages to? No, no, I, I, I really don't. 
Is it somebody here in your area or elsewhere in the city? I I know he gets around in Old Town. I know he's been there. I know he does go up to the temple area more often uh, oh. lately. So it might be someone up there. And how would we get a hold of him? How, who would know of where he might go if he's lost or, or in danger? It's very important we get to him. Well, that's the thing. I'm really worried about him. It's not like him to be gone for more than a couple of days at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm worried. I, I've heard some things from some friends the oh. people in Old Town, they sounds like they went kind of on a rampage and started snatching up everybody who they didn't think belonged. And they've been killing them, torturing them in the flesh market. I hope my Joffrey hasn't been caught up in that business. Oh, that's all Oh, you poor dear. Brokos, make yeah. her some tea, why don't you? <laughs> no, I'm, I've snapped out of Wolf. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I would hope so. That I'm would be quiet. That would freak people out, right? Um, do you have an item of that Joffrey has on him that that he left here? Nice. Uh, well, yeah, he's stayed the night quite a few times and left some of his things up in my spare room. And may I have a piece of clothing or something? Oh, yes. Go go ahead. I, I'm afraid I need to save my strength going up and down all those stairs. We might find a clue as to his whereabouts. Be able to track him down. And again, so ensure wonderful. that he is safe. Tell him that... to come home to me. He is welcome here anytime he wants. I'll make us awesome tea. And I will sit and entertain her and talk about all her stories, however boring they are. <laughs> They're really boring. I, 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 will I will keep go them search, going. I will go search that room. Okay. So you go up there and you find a small uh, chest. Um, inside this chest, you do find a, a, an assortment of really bright colored clothing, um, some... Uh, bright red leggings, um, some green jackets and tunics. <laughs> yeah, Alar can wear them when, when you're done tracking them down. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you also find way at the bottom of the chest this strange uh, tube. Looks like it's made out of a piece of carved bone. Um, and that stands out because it doesn't fit in with all of this very colorful, flashy stuff. Does it look like a little container, like a message tube, message tube or a scroll tube or something? That is a very good guess. <laughs> I will check it carefully for any traps or things that might poke me. Oh, it's deter me from opening it. Yeah, it's really tiny, like really, really tiny. Mm. Um, it appears to be empty. Mm. Is it the type of tube that you would put around like a, a pigeon's, like a, like a little collar? Yeah, for bird collar. Third. Yeah. yeah, it's about that size. Um, so it could be used that way. 
but it's empty. Mm-hmm. Mm, I will pocket that. Mm. So just searching through the chest, uh, anything else of interest besides colorful clothing? Uh, no, that does appear to be it in that tube. Do I find any dirty socks? Um, most of the clothing you, uh, as you open it, you can, you can definitely smell. There's a fairly strong rose water kind of scent coming from it. So you suspect that, um, if he's the sort of person that he sounds like that these are, these clothes have been worn and not laundered, um, since. So clearly a villain. Rosewater hasn't been in fashion for three years. <laughs> well, I will, I will attempt to uh, extract the most odorous undergarment. <laughs> and uh, I have to envision that. <laughs> yeah. It's a, velvet like, cod, a velvet cod piece. Maybe the uh, first time that sentence has ever been uttered. That's the name of our next band. Velvet, <laughs> velvet cod, cod piece. <laughs> uh, is there anything else in the room? that I need to search through or is it? Uh, it looks like it's mostly uh, her stuff. Um, this stood out um, and you can't really see anything that's obviously him. If he does stay here, you get the sense of just the way the room is that it, it is probably just for a night at a time um, when he arrives and it's late. Gotcha. You know. All right. I will put the... <laughs> this bag I'm carrying around of stuff. I will put the <laughs> chest into the bag. The whole chest. The whole chest to uh, unless it's like stupidly heavy. No, it's fairly small. Yeah, it's, okay. it's well, fairly small. Right. Then I'll put that over there so that maybe Grandma won't notice, and then I will come downstairs and toss the odorous undergarment at Brokos. You're taking the whole chest <laughs> yeah. for Alar. Perhaps we should outfit. Is it late at night or is it getting later? Yeah, it's probably what? A couple hours after dark at least. Yeah, probably I would say nine. Got to be at least 828. Should we perhaps stay here (laughs) to see if he shows up for the evening before? Uh, (laughs) 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 Yep. Before, uh, Before we head out, perhaps head out tomorrow morning, I... I think you've all understood what I'm going. I think that I could uh, track. I could, tra- I could track this. Sorry, yeah, it's too late. It's too late to be playing a game when uh, there's just so many inappropriate things I want to say. So we'll just. <laughs> all right, all right. So you want to rest up here? Uh, if you will allow us. Yeah, if Graham Graham will let us. Right. Yeah, Graham Graham is totally. Uh, down for having company. She is really excited. Thinks you are like the nicest young people she's ever met. Well, um, we are. Most of Joffrey's friends are, you know, not not the sort she wants him to hang around with. And so, well, really, we could good be a good influence on Joffrey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really she point she him in the right direction. And uh, she's uh, really. Uh, happy to have you. She like fusses over you and, you know, wants to make sure you're fed and, you know, she doesn't have a lot of food or anything. I will soak that up. <laughs> and she wants to go make up the bed and, you know, you guys have to like stop her from doing that. And Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fluff those pillows, pillows, Graham, Graham. <laughs> Finally, I'm getting the attention I deserve. <laughs> this is service. Yeah, it's really good. Um, 
So yeah, you guys can spend the night there at uh, Madame Tuvari's. Awesome. Graham. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll secure the front door and plan on staying up sometime. Okay. Um, and is she a mystic then, or a seer? Yeah, she is actually. Perhaps she could. Uh, would she be willing to read my fortune? Uh, she could. Yep. I would have to make something up on the spot, which might not be great. You wouldn't have to. You could <laughs> say no. It's. I mean, it's probably past her bedtime. It is probably past her bedtime. She probably goes to bed at eight or something. So like we that. we can save the reading for for another yeah, time. Right, yeah. For another right, time. Right. Uh, and you see that she starts to kind of doze off as she's talking to you. Mm-hmm. She'll be talking and. Uh, all excitedly for one minute and then all of a sudden, you know, her eyes sort of flutter and then, and then you realize that she's actually asleep and is dozed off and will startle herself awake and, um, you know, finally has to apologize and make her way up to bed and just make yourself at home. Everyone be comfortable and let me know if you need anything. I sure hope you have everything you need to Find my Joffrey tomorrow. I will help her up the stairs. Okay. And so she goes to bed. And that is probably a good spot for us to all leave it for tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And probably go to bed. Let's go role play. (laughs) Uh, So you made it to the spy's house. Um, Turned out to be a little... Probably different than what you expected, but a little bit, a little bit, <laughs> little little old Graham Graham. It's adorable. Passing notes, uh, but now you have a lead. Her grandson obviously is mixed up in all of this business and hasn't been seen for a few days. So uh, I like where it's going. I like the the old smelly clothes, uh, you know, dog boy thing. That's that's going to be awesome. Smelly clothes, dog boy. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think you guys will have uh, a good plan when we reconvene for episode what? What episode is it going to be? It'll be 19, Jerry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, have a good night, everybody. Right. And we All will right. see you next time. All right. Night, night. Good night, Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.